You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Getting ready to do this. You ready? Yes, sir. We got a lot to talk about. We got some baseball, a little bit, and a lot of basketball talk. A little, little, little bit of baseball. Yeah, just... Gotta, gotta love it, man. Just a, just a wee bit of baseball. <laughs> Talking about the uh, lockout. There's a little update on that. But let's get down to business, shall we? Let's do it. So, with the NBA standings in the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division... You have the Nets on top of that division still at 27 and 16. The Sixers are 25 and 18 and two games back. The Raptors are 21 and 25 games back. The Celtics are 23 and 22, virtually tied with the Raptors at five back. And the Knicks are 22 and 23, six games back. In the Central Division, the Bulls are still leading that division, surprisingly, at 27 and 15. The Cavaliers are shocking some people as they're 27 and 18 and a game and a half back. The Bucks are right behind them at 27 and 19 and two games back. The Pacers are 15 and 29 and 13 back. And the Pistons are 10 and 33, 17 and a half back. In the Southeast Division, our division basically, because we are in Florida and that's where our most of our teams are, <laughs> and well, except for the Lakers because yeah. we love the Lakers. Because <laughs> we're Lakers fans. True. We're 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 really West Coast guys. So. That's right. So, in the Southeast Division, you have the Heat leading the division at 28-16, and they have been climbing the standings like crazy lately. It's unbelievable to watch. 
The Hornets are in second place at 24 and 20 and four games back. The Wizards are 23 and 21, five back. The Hawks are 18 and 25, nine and a half back. And the Magic are the only team to yet to get to double digits and wins are 8 and 37 and 20 and a half back. And we'll talk about the Magic here in a little bit. Out west in the Western Conference, the Northwest Division has the Jazz on top at 29 and 15. The Nuggets are 22 and 20 and six back. The Wolves just climbed back to 500 at 22 and 22 and seven back. The Blazers are 18 and 25, 10 and a half back. And the Thunder are 14 and 29, 14 and a half back. In the Pacific Division, the uh, the Suns are reigning supreme right now at 34 and nine. The only team not to have double digit losses so far. The Warriors are 32 and 12, two and a half back. The Lakers are 22 and 22, 12 and a half back. The Clippers are 22, 20 and 23, 13 back. And the Kings are 18 and 28, 17 and a half back. In the Southwest Division, the Grizzlies are 31 and 15. The Mavericks are 25 and 19, five back. The Spurs are 16 and 28, as well as the Pelicans, also 16 and 28. Both are 14 games back of the Grizz. And the Rockets are 13 and 32, 17 and a half back. So that is your standing so far in the NBA. Man, what's up with Orlando? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so some baseball news: the league officials and the Major League uh, Major League Baseball Players Association met for the first time since the lockout last month when the league locked out the players. The league's offer was revamped from the previous one, but not enough to spur further negotiations between them and the players' union. The players still want the ability to reach free agency sooner and for the league to raise the salary cap floor for the teams. The league now has to wait for players to provide their counteroffer, which some are expecting to be closer to the end of the month when the threat of losing regular regular season games becomes more realistic. So, Cooper, your thoughts on this continued stalemate between the league and the players' union? They need to figure something out, man. Because mm-hmm. the longer this goes on, well, the more money you lose. Absolutely. And um, you just are coming out of that pandemic. Yeah. And we're still fresh in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially with every new variant there is out there. So right. um, they need to figure something out because things like this on a regular type year would be different. Mm-hmm. But with the way you know coronavirus is you never know what's going to happen so you gotta you gotta make something happen quick so hopefully they get this figured out and we can we can see baseball uh start on its regular time but it, it doesn't really seem like it's going to happen that way not right now the way things are going with this stalemate uh, i get where the players are coming from they want mm-hmm. to be able to have the ability to reach free agency sooner i get that yeah they want to see these so-called poor team, small market teams have to at least pay a certain minimum to players to be at least somewhat competitive. They're asking for them to make themselves competitive, which the owners are like, well, basically they need to figure out, the owners need to figure out their own better way of revenue sharing amongst each other. You know, they have to split with the players and stuff, but you got to be able to properly revenue share. It doesn't seem like they revenue share amongst themselves very well let alone what they have to give the players for the revenue share. And it just seems really like they got to figure something out. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. I would definitely like to see somewhere along the lines in the next week to, for them to come back rather than 
having to have the threat of really missing regular season games. So I know the players, they don't really care that much for spring training. It's really better. It's kind of like with football and basketball. It's really good for the rookies and young guys who are trying to make the squad more than really it is for veterans who've been in the bigs for such a long time. It's just an annoyance just to be there, honestly. Yeah, it is. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Man, they need to figure it out. They do. All right, so let's switch gears and head back to the hardwood. Let's do it. Um, one of the hottest teams in the league and quickly rising in the standings are those Memphis Grizzlies we had just mentioned a little bit ago. They are winners of nine of their last ten games and have beat the Suns, Warriors, Nets, Cavaliers, and both L.A. teams during this run. They had an 11-game winning streak until they ended up being beat by the Mavericks last Friday. John Moran has been coming into his own as one of the best point guards in the game, and Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson have made huge strides in their development this year. The Grizzlies are looking to be going from just a barely playoff team like they were a year ago to a possible legitimate threat in the Western Conference. Cooper, how about them Grizzlies? Well, I think we knew from the get-go with these guys that they had the potential Mm -hmm. to be something great. And uh, I think they're showing off right now. And uh, it's kind of scary. Scary to think, man, because... That they're, they're a young group, so oh, yeah. if they can get it together, they can keep this going for a while. Yeah, and now, if you're the Pelicans, I know you got Lonzo Ball in the trade for Anthony Davis, and you took Zion. Yeah. But are you kind of kicking yourself that you didn't take John Morant instead? Because Zion hasn't really played, hasn't really been healthy. Yeah, but that that's to say, too, that they didn't even have that kind of chemistry there. So I mean it's it it is what it is with it. it it's always one going to be one of them things where we're all going to be like I wonder what would happen. But right, you know, I'm just saying I, if I was I'm not even thinking if I was the Lakers I might have not not have done that deal and tried to figure out a way to get John Morant. Oh yeah, and have him teamed with uh, LeBron instead of Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis has been very injury prone the last few years. Just saying, would have been nice. But I digress. <laughs> Congratulations, Memphis, because you finally look like you're competitive. Yeah. Which is nice, because I like it. I don't know why. I've always kind of liked the Grizzlies. I guess probably I felt bad when we stole Paul Gasol from them and won two titles. And they did get Mark Gasol out of the out of the trade, and he had a great career for him. But it's just like they never won a championship. So I was just like, eh. yeah. Kind of felt bad that we stole Paul from them. Got me to got us few rings, but you didn't feel bad. Don't lie. I felt like bad for for like maybe a like a second, second. Yeah. like for like a second. <laughs> yeah, but hey, Paul got to be yeah. a champion, and that's that's all that matters. Kobe got two more. So, all right. So the playoff rivals have turned trade partners this season as the Atlanta Hawks and New York Knicks put together a trade that featured the Hawks' Cam Reddish. Reddish has been lost in the ro- Hawks rotation, and now gets an opportunity to grow with the Knicks. The Knicks sent draft pet capital as well as Kevin Knox, another player that was been lost in a rotation, as the Knicks have Derrick Rose and Kemba Walker at the point guard positions. This trade gives Knox some more opportunities as well. So, Cooper, your thoughts on these playoff rivals now turn trade partners? Uh, it's interesting, and uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, in the offseason because uh, I heard Zion's kind of clamoring for New York. He can claim all he wants, but until he gets his butt in shape and ready and healthy, he ain't gonna matter where he goes. So. That, this is very true. He's 
He's looking out of shape lately. Right. And what I do like, though, is Cam Reddish also teams up with former college teammate R.J. Barrett. Yep. So that's so going to work. That's going to be interesting. And gives them another wing player, so which is going to be helpful for the Knicks. Because something's got to work. Because something's not working right now for the Knicks as they're in the bottom of their division. But it's going to be uh, quite intriguing to see what happens with these two players moving forward. Because like I said, there's more opportunity for Knox. Obviously, Trey Young is going to be the starting point guard, obviously. It's not going to move over him on that. But now he's got the opportunity to come off the bench more often than he did in New York when uh, you had Derrick Rose and Kemba Walker for the point running, the point at, and for the Knicks. All right, so despite being the only team that has yet to reach double-digit wins this year, the Orlando Magic have extended the contracts of their team president and GM through 2025-2026 season. The team has some good young talent, but severely lack in veteran leadership on the roster. The owner may be better off waiting until after the trade deadline to see what the GM and president can come up with to start uh, building a winner. The organization is not a free agency destination, as we've discussed before, despite being in a state with no income tax and a local and a locale that is family friendly. The team will need to bring veteran uh, players via trade deals, which why which is why waiting after the trade deadline probably would have made a little bit more sense to see what they did with that. Yeah, man, it just really sucks because you know. I would love to go go watch a basketball game there, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to be rooting for the Magic, man. There's no way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they need to figure something out with this and bring in some veteran talent, and um, like you said, grow, you know, grow the team. Absolutely. So, uh, so that's why it's just it's a bit of a head scratch. You're like, oh yeah, let's give her GM and president. Okay, you're doing great, kind of draft wise, but when you lack leadership veteran leadership you're basically you're the Suns two years ago before you got Chris Paul once they got Chris Paul look at the Suns now legitimate championship contenders with very good young talent the young talent still not on the level of a Devin Booker Andre Ayton or yeah there's a DeAndre Ayton Andre Ayton is it DeAndre I can't remember either. But anyways, the good young talent, they're obviously way beyond what the Magic have now. But still, you've got to have a leader in there that can help guide them properly. And they just don't have that. Definitely. So that's why I said I would have waited until after the trade deadline in February to actually see what they do. Maybe, I don't know if their contract was ending after this year. Because uh, I was I said, well, maybe we'll see what you do with the trade. Trades during draft night. Maybe if you can somehow get a free agent to be like, hey, let's go to Orlando. Because they got a good young talent. Let's go. I'll trade you LeBron right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. For draft capital. I'm sick and tired of this bull crap. Russell Westbrook, too. Let's yeah, just trade them both. Salary dump, salary dump. Get my ass, that's bad. All right. Uh, we'll be talking about the Lakers here in just a moment, too. <laughs> but anyway, so Kyrie Irving is back for the Brooklyn Nets. No, the state of New York has not changed its COVID mandates for venues that hold crowds. However, the Nets have been decimated by COVID and injury, but the team tucked its tail and offered the olive branch, and Irving, who wants to play, gladly came back. Irving can only play on road games except against Toronto, as Canada has restricted movement across the border. And against Col- uh, sorry, not Colorado, Golden State, 
as San Francisco has similar mandates as New York. So, Cooper, what do you think of Kyrie kind of being back for the Nets? Whatever, dude. I don't care for it. Um, <laughs> I've never really liked him anyways. I think he's overrated. And, you know, sure, you you might need him for now, but mm-hmm. let him go. After you're done using him, let him go because uh, he don't deserve to be anywhere on an NBA team if you are more concerned with political views and stupidness outside of, you know, your team's organization. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, he's not ever really been a team player. Um, it's been evident as the reason why he cried about it and left Cleveland because LeBron was too big for him to handle and and then uh, he couldn't handle being the he couldn't even handle being the star in Boston because everybody liked Tatum and and Brown. I mean, it, it's so sad because him and LeBron could have had something really great if he could have just said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be the facilitator. I don't have to be mm-hmm. the center of this team." You know, it's like Jordan and Pippen. Come on, man. Yeah. It's just dumb. Absolutely. What are you what are you thinking? Who knows, honestly. It's just he doesn't want to be the Batman, but But now but now you're going back to Brooklyn where you've got I mean he doesn't want to be Harden. Robin to Batman. You've got Harden. You've got Well, they didn't have Harden yet. They both him and K D went to Brooklyn together. But you got K D too, and it's and, like K D is going to be your Batman to your Robin now. Yeah. So I don't know. I just never understood it. I, I, I still can't believe KD was so adamant to get away from Golden State, a great situation that he was in. Yeah. Just because he had a little bit of beef with um, Draymond Green. It's like, how? who cares? Draymond Green is like, he's getting ancient, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, come on now. So you Let it little, go. You had a little beat with him. But yet, Curry was willing to, you know, give up shots to you. Clay gave up shots to you. Draymond was just kind of Draymond. That's kind of how he is. He's kind of a little bit rough. But he's, deep down, despite how tough he is, he's kind of a bit of a softy when it comes down to it. He just plays like he's tough on the court and yeah. gets overly emotional. But... Any every interview I sent, the dude's like a like a kitten. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, so, man. he just tries to be tough because it's emotional, man, sport. And then off the court, he's just kind of like laid back, chill, kind of like yeah, whatever, it's cool, bro. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the rumors that are swirling around head coach Frank Vogel of the Los Angeles Lakers. So the rumors are abound, again, that head coach Frank Vogel is being evaluated on a game-to-game basis for his job. This is the same head coach who's been given this lousy roster and a bunch of egos to manage. He has an apparent bipolar Dwight Howard, passive-aggressive LeBron James, a melancholy Anthony Davis, and an aloof Russell Westbrook. Plus aging backups and guys that can't play team defense. This team was originally built on defense when Vogel came in, and now the team tries to to be a high-volume three-point shooting team with a point guard in Westbrook that can have as many turnovers as he does assists, rebounds, or even points if his jump shot is off. The blame is wrongfully falling on Vogel and not Rob Palenka that put, who put together this unforgivable roster. Yeah, yeah, you can't blame Frank Vogel for this. and But they're going to. 
And what is their three-point shot percentage? That's what I want to know because they they don't drop as many as they should. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's what their focus is. Yeah. So, um, I really don't. What can you do? You're the head coach, but at the same time, you like like you said, you're in a locker room full of ego mm-hmm. from one player to the next, right. and. I mean, why the hell they brought back DeMarcus Cousins, I have no idea. I mean, they haven't brought back DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, wait, wait. Dwight wait. Howard. Dwight Howard. There you go. Why did they bring Dwight Howard back? Because they needed a big that can handle being down Yeah, low. but he's always been... Yeah, bipolar still, yeah. like I just said. He's very bipolar. And this all started... Sorry, I like DeMarcus Cousins. I should say that. I know. <laughs> Uh, you just had a brain fart. It's okay. We all had brain fart. I mean, I couldn't remember Aiton's first name and still can't really remember yeah. it off the top of my head. Anyways, um, pretty sure it's Andre Aiton. I don't know. But anyways, uh, he this all started basically with the problem being they went and got Westbrook instead of Buddy Heald, who can shoot three-pointers. Yeah. Why didn't they get the guy who could actually shoot three-pointers at a very well good percentage Instead of the guy who has as many turnovers as he can assist or rebounds. And like I said, sometimes points depending on how bad his shot is that night. It's unflipping believable. And it gives me a headache and I'm tired of this crap. Yeah. And we're about to, seriously about to be on the third head coach in the LeBron era in Los Angeles. That's not looking good anymore. No. That's more on ownership than it is anybody. Yeah. So, and no wonder Magic left. I can't blame him anymore. He's just annoying as hell. This team's gotten really annoying. It's really hard to root for. I love him. I'm going to stay with him. But y'all pissing me the frick off right now with your bullshit. <laughs> Especially you're going to do dirty a good coach who did lead you to a championship that we probably shouldn't even have won. We got kind of lucky that the Heat managed to win in the bubble on the eastern side. Otherwise, I don't know. Because there were some good teams that I wasn't sure we could beat coming out of the East. And then Miami showed up. And I'm like, okay, we can beat Miami. I know we can beat Miami. They don't got enough bigs. We got enough bigs. We'll just play big on them and then lean on them. And we did. And poor Jimmy Butler had to try to do everything. And he failed. Nothing against Jimmy. But you can't take your team and play 48 minutes game in and game out. And it showed in game six when he was just... No, oh, he was spent, dude. So spent. And he was doing it for most every playoff game before the finals. I was like, Jimmy's done, dude. I kept saying, I'm just like, Jimmy's done. Poor Jimmy's going to be exhausted. In game six, he was... That was, yeah. that, was, that was the end of it for him. And I felt bad for him because it's like he tried to carry that team. And he just couldn't do it. But my team's going to piss me off so much. So bad. So bad. Oh, and then I just got to listen to somebody else. I don't watch his show anymore. I'm tired of listening to Skip Bayless about the Clippers. Him and the Clippers can both just fuck right off. <laughs> Anyways, so. And I can't root for anybody here in Florida, so. I try. Right? I try. I mean, it's. Uh, the Heat. I just, I just the can't. Heat is just, Yeah. I can't. They're too up and down for me. Magic are just too down for me. Yeah. And Atlanta's tanking for some reason. I don't know. It's crazy. 
I need a second team. <laughs> just to feel better. I'm picking the Suns. Screw it, the Suns. You can have the Warriors. I'll have the Suns. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. All right. So that does it for this episode. It's crazy. <laughs> Emotional. Bad. Anyways. Uh, so we'll be back again with football talk. A crazy, super wild card weekend from the NFL. Lots it of talk about was, dude. It was fun. It was. It was unbelievable. Great watch. Um, some great things that happened for Patriot haters. Fantastic. Yes. Love it. Every second of it. Yes, we did. Um, so we got that to talk about. And we got plenty more to talk about. And then, of course, we'll be back again with AEW talk. Uh, some mystery going on with the VP of AEW. Mm. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we got WWE. They continue to march towards the Royal Rumble. Yes, I can't wait. The Rumble's like one of my favorites. Yes, because I loved it too because it always just that marks the begin of the road to WrestleMania. Yes. So that's what I love about it. That's why it's. It, to me, it's a tie. I still love SummerSlam because I just love how they go all out again, almost like a WrestleMania. But the Royal Rumble is still like right there, almost neck and neck, two, two, two. It's like a two A, two B flip flops, depending on how good a pay per view the Royal Rumble puts on. I swear to God, do they fuck up the Rumble? They can still fuck up the Rumble. That's what pisses me off. They can still fuck it up. Yep. And we know why. And we'll talk about that, of course, on WWE Talk. And then, of course, we'll be back with more basketball talk. And we'll keep you posted on baseball talk if we get anything good. The Dodgers did hire GM. Doesn't really matter because he can't do anything right now. He's basically there to sit there. Yep. Because he can't do anything with players. He can't contact them. Can't contact agents. So not really, really to talk about because he ain't doing nothing. So damn lockout. Yeah. Freaking stupid. All right. So we'll be back with that. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always. Keep Keep on on talking talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalkwith.com. Cooper in Big Man, that's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.